Yes, Mike Baby's going to be joining the Kings uh, broadcast crew starting tomorrow night. Warriors against the hated Golden State Warriors. And Kyle Draper, I like a lot of people, the game was on NBA TV last night. I watched the Warriors last night taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. And let me tell you, right now, the Warriors are playing pretty good basketball. Pretty good basketball. And Kings playing pretty good basketball. We just had a big win the other night against the Lakers. I know, but De'Aaron Fox isn't playing tomorrow night. So it's a little concerning. It's also concerning because, all right, you're right, the Kings are playing well. But I thought that the Warriors would be having some problems early in the year, uh, especially when it comes to Chris Paul. Is he going to start? He's coming off the bench. Well, the last couple of games he's come off the bench, and apparently he's okay with it, and he's playing <laughs> well. And Steph Curry is playing, in some ways, it's just four games, in some ways in these four games, better than he ever has, believe it or not. That And that's scary. Yes, that, that sir. Is, that is scary yes, sir. on this Halloween Tuesday. If I'm the Kings, I'm having nightmares of Steph Curry because he's playing great basketball right now, drop 41 against you, drop 50 against you in game seven. He's a, he's a nightmare for the Kings right now. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes, Monday night, second game of back-to-back for Curry and the Warriors, and Curry scored 42. So his numbers through the first four games of his 15th season, 33.5 points per game, shooting 55.8% from the field. Beyond the three-point line, he's shooting 47.1%. Come on. 47. That's his on threes. On, on threes. threes. And it's high volume threes, too. It's not like he's taking right. three of them a game or anything like that. So he's averaging more than one point per minute. Uh, you got effective field goal percentage and all that stuff. 24 three-pointers through the first four games of the season. That's an NBA record. And as you say, 24 of them on 47.1% shooting. Why you got to do that to me? Well, I was well, yeah, hoping you, I got, you I got were going to call say, tomorrow. I, I know. I was uh, hoping wh- you're going to say, "Yeah, I know, Whitey." But you know what? Here's the good news from the Kings' side of it. So you have <laughs> the good news is, and no, because I'm always a glass half full kind sure, of guy. That's sure. who I am, you know. And so I'm going to tell you, Kings fans, why you do have something to look forward to. My guy, Davion Mitchell, will most likely get the start tomorrow, mm-hmm. and he most likely will be charged with guarding Steph Curry. Tough task. We understand that. But if anybody on this Kings roster can try and limit Steph Curry, I think it's my guy Davion. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking forward to that matchup. We know De'Aaron Fox is a great point guard. He's a great defender. But Davion is, in my opinion, one of the top five on-ball defenders in the entire NBA. And so I'm looking forward to that matchup tomorrow. That's the silver lining. Davion, you know, how many times have we talked about Whitey? Why is Kevin Herter guarding... Steph Curry. Like, how many fans have come up to me and said that? How many times have we talked? Well, tomorrow night, it won't be Kevin Herter starting off on Steph Curry. It'll be off night starting off on Steph Curry. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. Um, Is this anything? I'm not going to say, hey, I think the Kings are catching the Warriors at a good time because I said that Friday and I was wrong. But the Warriors played Friday. They played Sunday in Houston. They played last night in New Orleans. And then, I mean, is this one of those, yeah, they're home tomorrow, but it's, it's kind of the... It's almost like an extension of the road trip. Is that that'll be what four in six? Four in six nights, including three and four. Yeah, for and yeah. Four? But okay, you know what? I'm not. I'm not giving I'm you that because I'm looking for you're looking for something. But it's a rivalry game, and Steph Curry. Let's be honest. Based on the eye test, he enjoys kicking the king's butt. He gets a joy out of beating Sacramento. We saw it 
uh, obviously in the preseason. We saw it in Game 7. We saw it last week on Friday. And so, nah, it does, they'll be up. And it's our first time looking at Draymond Green. First time Draymond's going up against the Sacramento Kings since Game 7. And so we're not catching them at a good time or anything like that. It's going it's going to be a battle. It's going to be tough tomorrow. Yeah. Um so you're going Davion, you're starting Davion and that makes sense and I admit I said yesterday, oh they start Monk, but you're right. Typically uh Davion gets the start because Monk's so valuable coming off yeah. the bench, right? Yeah, but- and Mike Brown did say today your boy Kobe Jones should see some action too. Good. And so it'll be interesting to see how he fares in that kind of environment. Rivalry game against the Warriors. You know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him in some meaningful games. He could be, you know, a difference maker in this game. I know it's a totally different environment in the regular season, but he didn't show a trace of discomfort or right. nervousness right. or anything like that in the preseason. It, it looked to me like he was playing, like Kobe Jones looks like the same guy that plays uh, college ball, NBA ball, Rec ball at lifetime, yeah. you know, playground ball. Like, he just looks the same, right? Unfazed, unbothered, mm-hmm. going to play his game. And so that's why I'm interested to see him tomorrow in a hostile environment. See if, you know, does he get a little out of sorts, a little out of whack? Uh, you know, I don't think so. I just think he's that cool of a customer. But uh, it, like it'll be interesting, so. yeah. Sasha Vizankov need to pick up some offensive uh, slack? Or is that really somewhere? Keegan is going to have yeah, to. Yeah, Keegan, as as excited as we are about him, he's off to a little bit of a slow start in terms of efficiency. Uh, I think he's averaging 15 points and change. I need that to be up there yeah. right around 18. So I need him to have a big game tomorrow. I'm going to give you a number right here. I'm going to make it up on the spot. Keegan Murray this tomorrow. Write down or not? Yeah, write it down. Okay. <laughs> Keegan Murray tomorrow, if the Kings are going to win, needs to score 24 or more points. Ooh, okay. Like, he needs to be, I would think, their leading scorer tomorrow. So, it's Keegan. It's Malik Monk. They need something from Kevin Herter. But without De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox averaging better than 30 points a game so far this season. The dude is playing extremely well. So, who's going to make up that scoring? Because with Golden State, it's not going to be a 90-87 kind of game. It's, it's, so. it's going to be a 120-123 kind of game. So you're going to need to score points. And so Keegan has to come up big tomorrow. Then you also have the issue of, all right, assuming it's a competitive game, fourth quarter, fourth quarter Fox. Uh, Who do we turn to? Right. Who's right. that guy? And I think based on what we saw in overtime, it's not a guy so much as it's going to have to be right. you know, Monk orchestrating yeah. an offensive attack where maybe he leads it, but it won't be anything like uh, who's the deer in Fox. Yeah, and that's that's what we need to see tomorrow night because I don't want to see Malik Monk try to take it over and be De'Aaron Fox. I don't right. want to see Keegan try to be, you know, this team is good enough where Keegan could hit big shots. Malik can hit big shots. Kevin Herter, we saw it, can hit big shots. DeMontis Sabonis, and so – down the stretch, it's going to be execution that gets it done, not a single person's heroics mm-hmm. like we've seen from De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I thought that uh, defensively there were some really encouraging signs against the Lakers, and I know that's yeah. a whole different yeah. team than the Warriors. You're talking about an entirely different set of uh, responsibilities, but I thought there were some really encouraging signs. Yeah, they were very physical. You know, obviously, you know, gave up a lot of fouls, but I'd rather have that than, you know, just letting the Lakers 
waltz into the paint. The Kings, I thought, also did a good job protecting the paint as well. You know, those first couple of games, uh, that first game, especially against Utah, when they gave up 60-plus uh, points in the paint, you know, that can't happen. And and against the Warriors, who have 44 points in the paint, I think, but then they also gassed you with the three. To me, stopping Golden State and defending Golden State is limiting layups, obviously, limiting those backdoor cuts. But then this is what makes them so hard to guard because you also have to defend the three as well. They can beat you on multiple levels. And so uh, I think, you know, I'm living with Steph Curry, even 25, 27-footers. I don't like Steph Curry getting downhill, getting to the basket like we saw in Game 7 uh, back in uh, April or May. You just got to make a lot of shots. You got to yeah. shoot a high percentage and force them to to walk it up and, you know. T- are, are they better than you thought they would be? They're better. They're playing better than I expected yeah, so far. Yeah. Yes. They they look like a well-oiled machine. Like, it's going much smoother than I expected. Yeah, and like I said, um, Steph Curry, you watch him. I mean, I've seen virtually every, you know, just about every game he's played the last, what, three years. But yeah. then I'm watching him on this stretch and watching him last night. He's like, wow. I mean, you know, you <laughs> know what he can do. But this, this little run he's on here is like, Oh, my goodness. He's making ridiculous shots. Yes, he's making. And you know what I'm seeing from Steph Curry? And this is why he's one of the game's greats. He's an all-time competitor. He heard all the chirping, all the fun people were making about their road record last year, getting eliminated by the Lakers in the second round, all of that. And he's coming out with a hunger. He's like, yeah, he's coming out looking to, you know, really, uh, you know, put it on you in your own building at that, I mean, it, it's it's been uh, tremendous to watch, and uh, I'm excited for tomorrow, man. I, I think it's going to be a good game. Right? Opportunity, right? Kings throw a scare into them without Fox. How about that for a statement? Exactly, and Davion will get the the assignment. I believe. I believe there are. They might be in San Francisco already. They were busing down today uh, for the game tomorrow. And so get a good night's sleep off night because this is your chance. You're going to get a healthy dose of Chef Curry tomorrow. You know, Kyle, we were just talking a little bit ago about who's going to break LeBron's records. And we said maybe there'll be someday a kind of a LeBron-Curry hybrid yeah. from the 5-3-0. Isn't Durant already a Curry-LeBron hybrid? Interesting uh, that's thought. That's a good question. But- yeah, yeah. Not quite, but Not quite, I see where you're going yeah, there. Yeah, he got the, the ability to score on multiple levels, can shoot the three, uh, no doubt. You know, Durant was robbed, obviously, be, uh, of a season because of injury, too. Um, I think Durant just moved into, what, 12th all-time in scoring, I think, this past week. Uh, I think he's somehow, yeah. honestly believe he's somehow over underrated. I think he's no, I think so. I, I think so as well. When we talk about the game, wh- where would you rate him, though, in historically? I don't know if he's a top 10 player, but he's a top 20 player, in my opinion, all time in the NBA. Yeah. But nobody really talks about him, though. Right, right. I'm not sure why that – well, I guess we know why it is because he's perceived as somebody kind of hitched his wagon to the stars in Golden State. He doesn't get the credit maybe he deserves for being a two-time Finals MVP. But, um, you know, the old question about you got one shot and anybody can take it in a game. Obviously, Jordan's the answer, but – Durant is a guy that I yeah. would consider for that as well. Yeah, exactly. And he came what? you know, he gets any, any shot he wants yeah. at any time, just about. And, and he came within, what, two inches of beating the yeah. Milwaukee Bucks a couple of 
uh, seasons ago, and who knows what happens. Maybe he leads that Brooklyn Nets team to a championship. Two-time finals MVP, let's not forget. You know, sure, Steph Curry has four rings, but I don't know if they beat Cleveland without Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. Like, they needed Kevin Durant in that series. He was the equalizer. He was the difference maker. Uh, when we come back, anybody up for a little ghost story on Halloween? An NBA oh, ghost story? Oh, man. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, involving a former NBA player and uh, his encounter with uh, uh, the spiritual world. He says, yeah, I don't know what it was, but something happened. That's next here on this Halloween edition of the Drive Guys on Sackdown Sports. And it's official. Davion Mitchell is going to get the start for the Kings, as Kyle Draper tried to tell us yesterday, uh, tomorrow night, and then, you know, for the foreseeable until Darren Fox is ready to go. Uh, Davion Mitchell says you can't really fill into Aaron Fox's shoes, but you can try to help your team out in different ways. So I think that's what I'm doing. And he's being a little modest there, but he's got experience doing this. He's filled in and started for Davion before. Yeah, exactly. And in his rookie year, as a matter of fact, uh, I think it was the last 10, 11 games of the season. He averaged close to 19 points per game uh, filling in for Darren Fox. And obviously that was a different team different circumstances, different uh, supporting cast around you. Um, But I don't think we need Davion to come out there and try and drop 20 points uh, tomorrow or anything like that. But don't you think, like, 14 to 16 right, would right, really right. go yeah. a long way yeah. towards it. It'd be nice if I get three threes out yeah. of him or something like that, you know, get to the line a few times. And that's the type of player he needs to become right. for them to be as good as they want to be. No, I, I think so. But the, the great thing is their offense – will allow him that opportunity. It's all about making shots. He's going to get the attempts. He's going to get the looks. He's going to have to knock them down. But this offense, you know, the way they move the ball, it, you know, it's not like he needs to be a traditional point guard and set everybody up else up. Lean on DeMontis a bonus for that. But when you get the ball, you got to make something happen. And don't just live and die with the three either for Davion. You know, take it to the basket. Get to the line, you know. And so I think this is a huge opportunity for him. And when you look at this Warriors team, if you're guarded by Steph Curry, it's not like he's going to lock you down or anything like that. And so I think there will be some opportunities for Davion tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. How about uh, Domas Sabonis and how well he played uh, Friday and what he needs to do to pick up even more of the slack without De'Aaron Fox in the lineup? You know, I think when you talk about who needs to have a big game for the Kings, yes, Keegan, no doubt about that. But I think DeMontis Sabonis has to be the best big. He has to be one of, in my opinion, one of the two or three best players on the floor tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. No offense to Kevon Looney. Great teammate, good player. Excuse me. But... DeMontis Sabonis, guy. yeah, has to be the guy. I need the guy a, in the huddle where the Warriors going, well, okay, look, we got to slow down. Right. Yeah. I need a 20 and 15 kind of night and an eight assist kind of night from DeMontis Sabonis tomorrow night. He can't just be another guy. Him and Looney can't cancel each other out. Yeah. So do you think Domas maybe needs to uh, let it fly a little bit? Be uh, be ready and willing to shoot the, the long ball, three-pointer? If it's there, yeah, but They're I don't want him to it. sell. You give it to him. Yeah, but I don't. You know what? One of the things that I would like to see from DeMontis Sabonis, Whitey, is just because they give it to you doesn't mean you have to take it. And hear me out here on this. Actually, I agree with you. Go ahead. You do agree? All right, hear me I do me agree out. with you. Just because it's there to take doesn't mean you have to shoot the three. So just because you got it at the top of the key and Looney's backing up 
you know, one of the things great players do is they put pressure on you offensively. Domas, if Looney's backing up on you, take up that space. Mm -hmm. Dribble in, make a move going to the basket against him. Don't just settle for that because that's what they want you to do. You can take up some of that space, move in, shoot the mid-range, move in, Eurostep your way to the basket, get to the cup. Don't just settle for the three tomorrow. Yeah, he took two Friday night, missed them both, uh, but that was one of the keys to the game. Now, the Warriors made 14 threes, the Kings made 12, but the Warriors shot 44% beyond the arc, and the Kings were 12 of 40, 30%. And that's where it that's starts. That's a big difference right yeah, there. Yeah, if you're going to stay yeah. in the game against them tomorrow, I think you got to be more competitive from the from the three-point stripe. And the thing is, when you watch that game on Friday, Keegan Murray especially, he had three or four that rimmed out. And so... That's what Mike Brown was saying yeah. after the game. Yeah, they, they had some good of those, looks. he's catching a little front rim in there. You know what? The best shooters don't have to worry about in and out because... It just it goes... hit the rim. <laughs> and it seemed like in the second half of the game against the Lakers... Uh, he made a little bit of an adjustment, started making those. But, you know, sometimes, oh, that's bad luck. On the other hand, if you don't hit the rim, it ain't going to And you ain't got to worry out. about yeah. that. But that's going to be, you're right, 100% about, you know, you got to match the Warriors' offensive output. Like, you got to be able to score the ball against them because they're so good offensively. And your defense isn't where where you want it to be right now. So you're not going to win a slugfest 90 to 88. You are going to have to score with them, and some threes are going to have to go down. Mm-hmm. You know how many fast break points the Kings had against the Warriors last week? I'm going to just guess. Five? Five. You put up five. I was going to say eight. I was going to give them the benefit of it. They got to do better than that, uh-huh. right? They, that, that needs to be 12 to 15, yeah. and I think in my they were opinion. Two for 11, so there were some missed Two for 11 in fast break yeah. opportunities. Yeah. That's unheard of. Yeah. I don't know if those are you know spray threes in transition or layups trying to get to the bucket, but you got to penalize them and punish them when it comes to a fast break. Yeah, so obviously they got to play better, which is tougher without Fox, but you look at the way they played Friday, you can see a number of areas in which, wow, there is room for improvement there. It's not unreasonable to think that they would do better in a number of those areas. Specifically, they got to make a higher percentage of their threes. You know, one thing I'm worried about, though, Whitey, and, and listeners out there is the Warriors might be in the King's head right now. And that's why tomorrow's game is so important. They win game seven. They took four out of the final five games against you in the playoffs. They took two in the preseason. And now they won uh, this last game. They've won, what, seven out of the last eight games uh, dating back to the playoffs against the Sacramento Kings. And so there will come a point where you start to think, man, no matter what, we can't get over these guys. Man, we can't stop Steph Curry. So who's going to step up and and be that leader tomorrow and say, you know what, enough is enough. I said last week, you know, we did the show Friday, 25 is my magic number for Steph Curry. If he hits you for more than 25, it's going to be tough. And I know 25 should be easy for him. Like, he's right that now. good. Like, mm-hmm. But you hold him to 20. Heck, I even say you hold him under 30. You win the game tomorrow night. They need Steph Curry talking about the Warriors to be great. There's a reason why they're 3-0 on the road. There's a reason why they're off to a great start. It's because Steph is playing at such a high level. Wiggins has been absent so far this season. Draymond is just coming back. Clay missed last game uh, last night against the Pelicans. And so, to me, Steph Curry is the cheat code. If you somehow contain him, hold him under 30, I think you win tomorrow night. How? 
How? <laughs> That's why I'm sitting here with you, Big Fella. I don't get. I'm not Mike next to Mike Brown. I don't get paid the big bucks. How are we gonna do that? <laughs> yeah. People it, smarter than me have tried, and they still can't figure it out. It comes down to this secret formula that you've you've alluded to. Um, and it's not your formula, but the, the analytics that show that Herter actually does a good job on Curry, supposedly. Supposedly. that That's what it was in the playoffs. And we saw that a little bit, I think, in game uh, on the game Friday, Kevin Herter guarding him. If I'm Mike Brown, and Mike, I know you listen to the drive guys on Sacktown Sports 1140 up, all the time. Yeah. What's up, Mike Brown? Let Davion loose. I need Davion Mitchell 25 to 30 minutes guarding Steph Curry. Tell Davion, D, do what you do. Harass Steph Curry. That's what needs to happen tomorrow night. 94 feet. Hound this guy. Harass him. Put him in cuffs. It's time to earn that nickname off night. Off night was given in college. I need to see it here in the pros tomorrow night. The other thing that the Kings need is for Kevin Herter to put an end to his slump. And this is the team to do it against because this is a team that started it. And yeah, he had he did some nice things, made a big shot against the Lakers, but against the Warriors he was and I'm not trying to bury him, but you know that it's a, it's in his head. You said the Warriors are in the Kings' heads. He was uh 0 for 5 against yeah. the Warriors. And he only played 16 and change, right? Or 15 and 15 and a half. 15 yeah. and yeah. a half. Yeah. 0 for 5. All all threes and he missed them all. So, put it into it. Put it into put it. Put it into it. What yeah. does he need to make? Three and a half, three, over under three and a half, four threes from Kevin Herter. Yes. You'll take that. That'll do it. Yeah, you make four I, I think threes so. Against the Warriors, like okay, I've that's in the rearview mirror now. I, Here we go. I agree a hundred percent. And if Clay Thompson plays tomorrow, I, I got a matchup for you to watch out for: Malik Monk slash Kevin Herter against Clay Thompson, and I'll even throw in Andrew Wiggins if they can hold their own against that. I like the Kings' chances. Uh, we know Malik's going to come to ball. We know he's going to be a gamer. He didn't play that well Friday. No, he didn't. He didn't. But based off of what I saw against the Lakers, it's a big game coming up tomorrow night. I'm with Malik you. Monk, he 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 relishes that moment. Sure, he didn't play well in terms of shooting the ball on Friday night, but I expect Malik to deliver. Kevin Herter, now, you're right. I need 14, 15 points from Kevin mm-hmm, Herter tomorrow mm-hmm. night. I mean, especially with no De'Aaron Fox, right? Right. Like, it's not on one person. It's on everybody to give a little more. Right. Kevin Herter has to do Kevin that Kevin Herter needs to hurt the Warriors yes. tomorrow Ooh, night. I like that. And it, Davion and Sabonis, to me, are the two that have to compensate as far as the edge. We yeah. don't have our best player. That's all right. Climb on our backs. De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk have to take care of that. Excuse me. So Domas Sabonis Domas. and uh, Malik Monk have you to take what, care of that. You know what, though? To Pardon your point. DeMontis Sabonis, if you want to be third-team All-NBA, if you want to be a three-time All-Star, if you want to get a $217 million extension, when De'Aaron Fox is out, yes, it's your time, and right? he knows that. He knows it. Of course he knows it. He has to be one of the top two or three players tomorrow night, and I think my guy will do it. And then uh, Manny says HB2. All of them need to play better. They all got to play better than what we saw Friday night. Yeah. Boy, in the old days, like when Mike Bibby played, you could uh, you could touch up Curry a little bit. <laughs> Do that now. Yeah, they throw you no, out of the game. Yeah, man. That's that's the logo, right? That's the league. Like He is that. like the, the poster child for the NBA. You can't touch Steph Curry. I know Come a on. lot of people say, oh, those were the days. But it's a better game now. Don't you think? 
then and maybe you just been the mid nineties and late so, yeah, yeah when it was, it was the heat and uh-huh, the uh, Knicks and backing and, people down yeah. and hitting them over the head you know with a tire iron during the game yeah uh, no. <laughs> that was allowed right, right. That, was, <laughs> yeah, that was allowed exactly no it is a, it's a it's a much more pleasant game to watch for sure what's not pleasant uh, or not always pleasant is um, hanging out with ghosts in a haunted hotel. And we've got the story of an NBA player who says, yeah, that happened to me. And that's coming up next on this Halloween edition. Yeah, I heard yeah. about that. I, yeah. I didn't hear the full uh, exchange, but I did hear about that. Yeah, he yes. just went off like a five-minute yeah. rant. You're not going to steal my joy. Well, Jim Crandall had a, a comment about that on Twitter. Jim Crandall was at Fox 40 here in Sacramento forever. He used mm. to do a talk show on our station. Great guy. And he's retired now. And Jim Crandall says, note to Dabo, criticism comes with a job. Get over it. Let me know if you've ever gotten something like this on Twitter when I was at Fox 40. Quote, I absolutely hate Jim Crandall with the passion of the Christ. Jeez. I wish he would just quit, end quote. And Jim says, hate mail, so good. I saved it. Yeah, he saved that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's even worse now. Yeah. It's even worse now. Everybody got an opinion. Everybody got a voice And now. it's easier for people like yeah. that to find you, to reach, reach you, you. Yes. let their opinions be known. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, the good old days, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, Halloween, as you yes. well know, and I promised a, a ghost story. Have you stayed in the Skirvin Hotel in Oklahoma City? I have not. Okay. I, I have heard about that hotel. I have not. There's also in Milwaukee the Fister, which yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think baseball teams have stayed there. I haven't heard many NBA. Yeah, I haven't stayed there, so in that know. one either. Yeah. All right. So the Skirvin Hotel in Oklahoma City supposedly haunted. There's some story that supposedly uh, the owner of the hotel had some woman that got pregnant, and it was uh, an illicit affair. So he locked her up in a room, and then she oh my god left to it. Anyway, some historians say that doesn't even make sense. We don't think that happened, but that's the legend. So some people say they hear screaming and footsteps. Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, told a story here in the Players Tribune about staying at the Skirvin. And he says, first time he stayed there, he had no problems. A bunch of his teammates were saying they heard things. And he said, I had no problems. Then he says, then I stayed there for the second time. When I check into hotels, I have a routine. I get my key. I head to the room, mm-hmm. unpack everything I need to, then head out to grab food or go to the arena. So this time around, I got into the room and I put all my stuff away and left. Came back maybe 30 minutes later. As I walked toward the bed, I glanced to the bathroom and stopped dead in my tracks. My toothbrush had moved from one side of the sink to the other. Mm. Tim Hardaway says, I was certain I had placed it on one side of the sink next to all my other stuff. Now it was on the other side of the sink. My first thought was that the housekeeper had done it, but we just checked in and none of the other stuff in the room had moved. So he says, so I went to my go-to plan and just pretended it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, that was fine. Everything was fine. Later that night, I was in my room lying in bed with a TV off. He says that was his first mistake because the first time he stayed there, he left the TV on. Fine. TV off. Just as I started getting comfortable and was almost asleep, I heard something outside my room. It was a sound of footsteps. At first, I tried to ignore it. I mean, hey, it's a hotel. Other people are here. That's normal. Then I also started hearing this loud screeching coming from the walls and these little voices. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Come on. I couldn't make out any words. Just quick little whispers, says Tim Hardaway. That's when I started to get pretty freaked out. I jumped out of bed. 
First thing I did was close the blinds. Once again, I don't know why. Don't question my methods. At that point, the footsteps started sounding almost like running. Come on. <laughs> I raced over to the bathroom and turned all the lights on to make sure no one was in there. Then as the footsteps picked up even louder, I swear I actually felt a chill go down my spine. It sounded like someone was right outside my door. I took a deep breath, put my hand on the doorknob. I yanked the door open and saw a completely empty hallway. There was nobody there. Like, I'm not making this up. This now, is a lengthy article he wrote, no too, reason right? To, yes, I experienced something that night, and to this day, I have no idea what happened. I heard those footsteps. And he says, didn't play well at all during our game the next day. We lost by 27. <laughs> Dang. He says, I don't think any team I've been on that stayed at the Skirvin has won. It's probably because the guys are tired, sluggish, maybe not all that focused because some spirit was messing around in their room. He says, you might think I'm making it up, but after hearing enough stories on team planes and locker rooms from other guys, uh, it's hard not to believe something might be up. Now most teams stay at a different hotel. When teams do book the team at the Skirvin, a lot of players will pay for their own room at another hotel. If my team still stayed there, I would do the same. You know what? Are you buying it? He went into some pretty extensive detail about that. Like, that's why I'm not buying it. That's a, it's a little too far fetched. <laughs> like if he said his toothbrush move and the story ended there, ooh, that is kind of spooky. But he's scared, hearing screams from the wall, screeching. screeching and everything. Is this poker poltergeist or something? Like that's what oh. I'm thinking, you know. I don't know. And so I'm not buying it. But <laughs> the fact that it's on a player's tribune, he signed his name at the bottom of it. Yes. He went through. The time to actually do that. This Uh is no April Fool's joke or anything like that. I'm still not buying it. That's crazy. Um, He says that Meta, I guess Meta, Meta World Peace once said that there were like spirits that were like, they had hands on him. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things here's one of these pieces I read pointed out, you know how players are notorious pranksters yes yes this could be something that's been perpetrated over the years by players um over you know a long period right. of time but and then that's the thing once it gets in somebody's head it's like it's it's, it's yeah. real whether it is or not yeah and it could be some rookie prank thing too like you tell rookies you know the first time you go to okc yeah man this hotel is haunted one time, you know, I was here. And then, like you said, it gets in your head and you're laying there and all of a sudden you start hearing things that really aren't there. But, you know, I'll be at home. Wife's like, did you hear that? I'm like, no, be quiet. You know, like, and so, uh, man, that, that's spooky. What's though. one in uh, when the Warriors played in Oakland, the Claremont? Yeah. And I remember the Spurs. This would have been like 2013. Uh, Tim Duncan telling stories of how, yeah, there was this room on our floor and we heard people inside there, little kids making too yeah. much noise, so we complained and the at the desk said, There's nobody in that room, sir. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Do you believe in stuff like that? Uh I'm, I'm very not. skeptical, but I believe there there could be some there's too many unexplained stories to think there's not something. I don't know what it is. I was one time I was home with just my mom. And uh, my mom used to, she'd go to bed early and she'd turn the TV on and she'd, so we'd come in her room and watch TV with her. And we're just, it's just me and her. And we hear footsteps go down the hallway. The unmistakable wow. sound. There was no one else there. And I turned to her and said, did you hear that? And she said, nope. 
And then we didn't hear anything else, and I checked nothing there. Yeah. And then, I don't know, weeks, months after that, I was talking to her about it. I said, Mom, I can't believe you didn't hear those footsteps. She goes, oh, I heard them. Uh, she heard them? <laughs> she said, I wasn't going to say this. She thing. goes, <laughs> she said, I definitely heard it. Wow, but, wow. I don't know. Uh, creaking in the house, I guess. You know, know. Uh, growing up, I used to always, I liked, like, Friday the 13th. Like, I was never spooked out by that. Uh-huh. Those were some of my favorite movies, too. Like, uh-huh. Black Cat walking across the street. I'm not going on the other side, you know? Uh, seven years, bad luck for breaking. I, yeah. I don't buy it. I don't believe in that kind of stuff, man. But I know people who do, and it's like, remember, don't step on the cracks when uh-huh. you walk down the street, all uh-huh. kinds of stuff like that. I just think, I don't know, man. Is it <laughs> like if you believe, then do you start manifesting that and seeing probably, that stuff? Probably. You know? And, yeah, and that's so, a big part of it. Were you a Ghost Hunters kind of guy? Remember the TV show Ghost Hunters? Would you uh, do that? Uh, that probably was a little too scary for me. You <laughs> ever been to the Preston Castle? You no. ever do that? No. No. Where's that, that? that? Where's that? Is that in? Is that the one in Ione? I think it is, or something like that, oh, okay. out that no, way. I haven't. And they, they got this haunted uh, thing set up right now, and so <laughs> it, I heard it's pretty, it's pretty intense. But I'm not a believer in stuff like that, so I'm just like, it's funny because my wife went to the Preston Castle. They had the haunted house. She's like, yeah, they had these kids on the floor that would like crawl up to you and uh, you know try and touch your leg. And I was like, did you kick them? Because that's your first instinct, yeah. right? Somebody touching you, like, you kicking them. She's like, no, they were kids. I'm like, darn, I might have kicked some kids if I was there that Somebody, night. I would kick them. Right, yeah. right. So, oh, that's hilarious. I, I'm not a believer in that stuff. Yeah, man. there's you some know? theory I read that is called um, some, like, stone ribbon theory. And there's a theory that if something really traumatic happens in a room or someplace, if it's really traumatic, like something horrible happens to someone, it can leave, like, an imprint doesn't mean that you see the ghost, yeah. but at least, I, I, you know. I, I, know. I heard of that. Yeah. I heard of that. So you see it or something, but it's just because it's sort of, uh, I, I don't know. I can't ex- explain it. But is it's it, not that there's ghosts there. It's just whatever happened there left a mark on time. It, or is it there. true uh, that you have to disclose if someone passed away in the house? Is that true? Uh, is, like I'm if you're sure selling it or something, not like, going to follow the rule, right? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> right, right. I mean, I thought you technically you're supposed to disclose of that, but no, that stuff doesn't phase me, Whitey. You know, this is drapes we talking about here, big fella. Uh-huh. I don't get scared by things, you yeah. know. All right, so you're gonna you, you're gonna stay in the skirvin next time you guys. I, I would stand by myself. <laughs> I would stay in the skirvin, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> All right. You're not buying Tim Hardaway's story. Happy Halloween, whether you buy it or not. Uh, I'll tell you what's scary right now is the state of the 49ers, yes. right? We can agree on yes. that. Uh, the return of the empire is coming up. So uh, oh. when we come back, we're going to check in with Emil oh, and Nate. There. They're getting Nate ready got for his their Niners show. shirt on. Yeah, what the heck? He's supporting that losing. No. <laughs> what do they uh, What do they think of the big trade today? That and yes. more when we continue here with the Drive Guys. Boo! Sacktown Sports. I got one more ghost story for you on this Halloween. Uh, by the way, Emil and Nate are here. They're getting ready for the return of the Empire. You're 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 a pro ghost, right, yeah. Emil? Yeah. yeah. And Nate, you're not so much. Is your mic on, bro? On. There you go. There we go. All right. There we, we go. We got you. Uh, I'm not anti-ghost. Uh, I, I guess I'm. You're pro ghost. You you're like a fan of ghosts. I'm a fence sitting ghost guy. Okay. okay. I'm sitting okay. on that ghost fence. Uh, from the Fister Hotel, that's in Milwaukee, supposedy haunted. <laughs> Players like Bryce Harper, Giancarlo Stanton, and Justin Upton have publicly discussed having their clothes thrown around the room, furniture being moved, or the radio randomly yep. turning on. Mm. Uh, and let's see, Michael Young, when he was with the Rangers. 
2013, he wrote for ESPN the magazine, oh, bleep, that place. Listen, I'm not someone who spreads ghost stories, so if I'm telling you this, it happened. A couple of years ago, I was lying in bed after a night game, and I was out. My room was locked. I heard these footsteps inside my room stomping around. I'd heard all these stories about this hotel, so I was wide awake at that point. Then I heard it again, these footsteps on the floor. I yelled out, hey, make yourself at home. Hang out. Have a seat. Do not wake me up, okay? After that, I didn't hear a thing for the rest of the night. I just let him know he was welcome, that he would be. we could be pals. Uh, he could marry me in there for as long as he needed to, just as long as he didn't wake me up. Wow. Where, where is this at? That was in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hotel or something? Yeah, okay. there are some players that refuse to stay there mm. or wow. the Skirvin in Oklahoma City. Interesting. Interesting. You know, yeah. another state that's cursed or that's haunted? Arizona. The Ari- whole state? The Arizona. The whole state. Ari- is, uh... Arizona's got some places that are super haunted. Like, they got a place called Tombstone. Jerome, uh, there's yeah. like old like Western hotels, and there's like a, there's actually a hotel in Jerome. It's like a tourist attraction. It's haunted. They say it's haunted. Wow. Okay. So you can stay with the ghosts and stuff. And there's uh, a certain yeah. floor that like yeah. had like a bunch of deaths and a bunch of Darn. experiences. Oh yeah. Kyle uh, Emil says this this building is haunted. Uh, dude, I'm like Kyrie. I came in here with some sage, and it's all good. Once I uh, arrived, it's all good. Hey, Kyrie so. supposedly is doing a documentary on the Skirvin. Is he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I did hear yeah. that. I yeah. did hear that. Can yeah. I be filled in on what the Skirvin is? It's just the name of the hotel in Oklahoma. In OKC. Oh, okay. yeah. Skirvin yeah. Hotel. Yeah. I thought it was that thing. You clearly was... wasn't listening uh, well, last segment when I we thought it had something that, to do though. with sucking on like a lime or something. No, that's Skirvy. That's yeah. Skirvy. <laughs> sucking on a lime. That's what you get from not sucking <laughs> on a lime. <laughs> yeah. Wait, why is Kyrie doing the documentary? He didn't play for Oklahoma City. No, it's just Kyrie, though. He's, he's heard about he it, I guess. Yeah. Or, yeah. Maybe See, he's in that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Why are you getting upset about that? <laughs> Why is he poking his business in something that's not his? <laughs> Dude, if I said De'Aaron Fox was doing it, you'd be like, oh, that's pretty good. No, that's I'd a good like, idea. I'd be like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't go poking where you don't need to be poking. That's all I'm saying. So you say this building is cursed or like haunted. something's haunted. Haunted, yes. Cursed Would you spend cursed. the night in this building by yourself? No. No. Really? I've come back after come Sac- I come back after Sacramento Republic games and definitely been scared. All the doors are like really, really locked. Yeah, I I just I get weird vibes when I'm all by myself in a in a building. That's, uh, dude, well, just stay in the studio, lock the well, door, you, cover well, it you, up. You know you the know? history of the building, right? No, please tell me. It Uh-oh. used to be a, an old jean factory, I believe, is what this I okay. building? Yes. I believe that's what I've been told. Is this true? It's a sewing place. That's why you Thank have, you. like, we're upstairs and you can look down because yeah. that's where oh, the, yeah. Yeah, they used oh, to look yeah. down on the workers. Even, and that yeah, freaks me out the most. The sweatshop, this place? Well, I I don't know. <laughs> Would you say it was a sweatshop? Yeah. Be <laughs> careful now. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's why, yeah. Interesting. I had I mean, no idea. You walk those hallways, you see the windows, you look down. What's that's so funny is terrifying. you would think they'd... Uh, Remodel or something like that, right? We just yeah. on the cheap. You know what? We just going to keep yeah, it as it is. They threw the logo right here, so you can't see. Oh, that's all I'm saying. When I heard there was a history of this building and it used to be a garment factory, I was like, yeah. okay, there's some stuff went down here for sure. Huh. Well, okay, I mean, why a garment like, factory? Yeah, why yeah, stuff got to yeah. go down at a garment factory? I don't factory? know. I just old timey <laughs> making stuff. Someone may die in the job. I don't know. You know, like if it was a battlefield or right. something. Oh, oh, yeah. Maybe but a garment factory. Garment factory. Something had to go down there. I'm just. I love it. There's definitely yeah, some man. stories in, this, in these walls, me, all I'm saying. Okay. Jeez. Oh, all right. My mind me. is going 100 miles a minute thinking about all this stuff. I know. You guys are about to talk football. Forget that. Yeah. It's Halloween. Yeah. No, you know? Niners lost three in a row. I don't That's as spooky really, as it is. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You excited about Chase Young? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Need, they, they need to do more, but it's good to get mm. Chase Young. Uh, they, they didn't do enough, in my opinion. You can always do more, but yeah. Can they? Yeah, I mean, 
What 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 do you guys grade the Niners trade deadline? You guys got a letter grade? Uh, I give it a B. A B. That's why I had yeah. a B. Yeah, B, B plus maybe. Yeah. I'm floating A minus, a little higher. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Well, you're pretty Chase. happy on this. I, huh? I am. I know Chase Young, six sacks this year. Uh you know, he's coming off. Didn't his give injury. up much for him, that's for y- sure. Yeah, yeah. So third round, it was a, a compensatory pick yeah. two that was for uh the, but, but let me ask you this though, yeah. because oh, I, I know you guys are like the Niners. And I understand oh, Chase Young. He's coming no, but you. I'm saying we know the defense, the pass rush hasn't been there. They haven't been great at uh, stopping a run either. Who should we point fingers to on that defensive line? Who gets? Who's not getting it done yeah. on that defensive line? And does Chase Young help that? I think it might yes. be coaching. Is that Steve Wilkes or I somebody? Think Steve Wilkes. I, I I don't know. I mean, after seeing like the, the Minnesota game where he dialed up that zero blitz and. I don't know. I'm not trying to that's call. That's one bad call. That's Come two on different now. things, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that was a terrible call. Yeah. But we're talking about them not getting enough pressure. And they, they didn't feel they were getting enough pressure last year. That's why they, you know, they uh, they brought in Cleveland Furl. Yeah. It's kind of been so, a problem for a while for them. Why, yeah. why is it not working, though, with 85% of the same players on, on the defense? That, and that's and my question change. to you. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's the players. Like, Bosa has to be better. Where's Hargrave been at? Uh, yeah. I haven't heard of Hargrave's name all season long. He had a combined sack of Bosa this weekend. But yeah. this, Fred Warner said that one of the better quotes I've heard in a while. And we were talking about Steve Wilkes. He goes, that's one of the least of my concerns right now is, is Steve Wilkes. He goes, at the end of the day, mm. players win games, not yeah. coaches. Players do. And they haven't played to their standards. They, that, that's the one thing that Fred keeps saying is that the last three weeks of, of, of the year, the last three games, we have not played good on defense. And that's why we've lost. Is because we're not playing winning football. We're not playing Niners defense. Didn't they really simplify things against Cincinnati in a more of a basic game plan? Yeah. And they just got boat raced. They didn't I, stop anything it feels or like, anybody. It feels like Wilkes is guessing on the play calling. Like I, like how do you go one week from from sending the house and sending the pressures against Minnesota the next week not send the blitz on third and three? It's an inconsistent game plan for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's really weird watching this team. But the biggest issue for me is they can't run the ball and yeah. the defense is on the field too much. I know the type of possession was almost fifty fifty this game favored the Bengals a little bit. I think it was like thirty one minutes to twenty nine or something. Mm-hmm. But uh it's you can't have your defense on the field that much if you want to win, and you need to be able to run the ball. The pass game I thought has been great. I yeah. think, which is very weird for the 49ers because yeah. usually the tiers mm-hmm. have been defense, run game, right. pass game, right? Everything pass game filter. for the Niners is their best weapon right now, and yeah. it's it's not even close. Mm-hmm. It's shocking they have the best running back in football, and they cannot can't run the run ball. The ball. Yeah. No. It just really on, on such a like layman's terms on such a low level does not make sense to it's me. a lot of it is trent williams a yeah. lot of it yeah yeah i guess so that and that, that and subpar play from the guards as well as jake brendel jake brendel their center has really slipped up the last couple of weeks mm. allowed a lot more pressure i think he led the game and pressures allowed for the line actually really yeah this is something we're going to talk to larry kruger about today too he had a tweet yesterday about his opinion on kind of what the niners should do and one of them was maybe start feliciano at center and it's like, okay, maybe, you know, that might be the answer. The mm-hmm. Niners made a move today with Jesse Davis, correct? Yeah, and veteran brought, Jesse Davis. Yeah, another lineman. Not not a swing tackle, but like a guy who can yeah. kind of play all over the line. So I, the O-line is just so chemistry-based that making changes like that is – I Right, because you got to play like a 
the fingers. Exactly. I just I, I would have loved to see them go after Ezra Cleveland, the Jaguars got that that guard they got from the Vikings for a six rounder. I, I see, I thought they were gonna get I, an I six rounder. That's yeah, it. That's, that's all it costs. Yeah. I would have loved to see them go get Ezra Cleveland, who was very 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 good this season. Didn't play against them in the Minnesota game because he was hurt, but. I, I think he was a good guard and plays that zone scheme as well, similar to what they run in, in San Francisco. So Boy, everybody's running that now. A, a, lot, of teams, a lot of them yeah, are, yes. Are but I just I can't look at the line right now and go, they're playing well. We shouldn't add anyone. I, I think they need. To so add so let me ask you this though, because I'm I'm hearing all this from you guys. <laughs> oh boy, we need to address the defensive line. Yeah, need to improve the secondary. Need to improve the offensive line. Steve Wilkes, this team. Has a lot of holes. It's, it, it, from what I'm hearing from you guys, yeah. they're not a super. Are they a Super Bowl contender as presently constructed? Not when you lose three in a, three in a row. Not when you lose three in a row. It's the middle of the season. Change. They weren't last year though when they lost to the Chiefs right after they got right. McCaffrey. They're three and right. four to the bye. It's early Remember, in the season. This was an argument I think you made against us where it's like it's early in the season. It is. We I, I said get, that yeah. early. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think right now they are. I I mean it's crazy when you hear like oh the Detroit Lions are Super Bowl contender because I'm not buying that quite yet. Yeah. I think they're very good. I'm just not on that train. They also got blown up by the Ravens last week. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Do you remember two years ago at the deadline, we talked about this earlier, uh, the 49ers were interested in Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. Oh, yeah. He didn't want to come here, and John Lynch had to say, yeah, because they were three and five, remember? And at that time, and they ended up going to the Look, NFC Championship game, but that was at the deadline. And, and Lynch said, yeah, if you're a guy like that, you know, we're not a really attractive destination right now. And they turned that thing around. Respectfully, I don't think the Niners want Odell right now. No, I <laughs> right, right, right. That's probably a blessing in disguise. Well, Odell hasn't yeah. played to his standards in many years. With Odell, too, it's like you look at who was quarterbacking at the time. That's not the most receiver-friendly friendly quarterback QB, or yeah. receiver-friendly offense. He's not known for blocking, you at know, all. like Ayuk. He's, he's, a, he's a deep threat or catch that slant and take it to the house for 80 yards or one-hand catch over someone in the end zone, crazy stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't think it was a great fit for him. But no, yeah, I don't either. Right. But yeah, I mean, yeah. the point is that it was so bleak at that point that a guy who was a good yeah. player would say, I don't want to go there. And they yeah. ended up going to the NFC title game. Yeah. So. I. Oh, man. Beggars yeah. can't be choosers. Uh-huh. It just, it when you look at seating and stuff, you get so confident and excited. And then you're like, oh, well, seating doesn't matter. Like, three in a row, just win one more. Well, it, it, back it, on seating track. does matter now because Seattle's in first place. I, right. Well, it does, but... Yeah, obviously. But there's still time, though. You still got two against Seattle. You play Philly. Philly has a tough schedule. Detroit is, you know, I'm not buying them. One thing is they can't be a wild card team, right? They they can't. Yeah, Niners. Like, I'm talking about in terms of – like that—that that would be a tough road. Yeah, if if they go in as a wild, they card love the team. first round buy. They yeah. want that they so need badly. That they need right. it for. Rest. I don't think they're gonna get it. Neither do I. I don't think they're gonna get it. I, I mean, they've been a wild card team these past two years, and they kind of they kind of perform better when they are the underdogs. Yeah, well, yeah. it's, it's, it's not yeah. wild. It court, seems. But yeah. All right, we got uh, more of the meal and Nate coming up. Uh, you're in San Francisco tomorrow. In San Francisco, yeah. coming to you from yeah. Chase Center tomorrow. Yeah, yes, five guys uh, back with you tomorrow. Return of the Empire with a meal and Nate next right here, Sacktown Sports.